We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make low-maintenance bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we had nobody coming into the showroom. So we started doing virtual visits via Microsoft Teams. We're able to see two or threefold the amount of customers we used to be able to see. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. I really think it's going to set a standard for retail moving forward. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Letarski, joined today by John McKechnie. If you're out there on Twitter, you can give John a follow at J-O-H-N-N-Y-M-C-K-E-C-H-S. You can follow me, Jake Letarski, at jakeski 52 Quick reminder, if you happen to be listening to the show on iTunes or Stitcher, and can take uh, maybe it takes like four seconds to just rate and review our podcast click five stars it's very much appreciated any and all feedback is appreciated we want to deliver the best possible product to you our listeners john we're going to talk about week eight dfs running backs on FanDuel for the entirety of this show but let's kick things off with just a little season-long tidbit your boy georgia product todd Gurley here went to london this week another lackluster showing i guess you could say 15 carries for 57 yards 3.8 yards per carry he did salvage the day by catching six passes for 33 yards but i gotta ask at this point what running backs would you be willing to accept in a trade for todd Gurley? i mean would you willingly deal Gurley for someone like jay ajayi or melvin gordon or do you up the asking price for someone like Devontae freeman or demarco murray or are you staying confident and just holding all your shares uh i honestly w- would try to move off of Gurley at this point i mean mm-hmm. like I, I don't know how much longer of a sample size you need we're almost into november and he's still playing terribly and it, it, i mean it's not always his mm-hmm. fault obviously and you know I'm a, I'm a huge girly fan so it's been difficult for me to accept like how bad this season has gone but I mean at this point you know you got a guy like J.H.I. that that uh suddenly Arian Foster's out of the picture uh and he's 
apparently really, really effing good. So, I yeah. mean, you know. I mean, I always bought a Jai skill set at the Boise State product. I just figured he was someone who's waiting. Fantasy football, any fantasy sports, it's a two-fold system. Skill, opportunity. Ajayi always had the skill. I didn't ever really question that, but it's always been opportunity and, and right. funny things going on in Miami. Yeah, and that, never that, really that week one story yeah, where they left fiasco. him at home, that was very strange. But, you know, I, if, I, if I'm trying to get rid of Gurley, I'm, I'm definitely aiming a little bit higher, maybe seeing if, if I can get a DeMarco Murray type. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, Ajayi might, might outproduce him the rest of the way. I mean, Gurley is a fringe top 20 running back yeah, right now in ESPN it. standard leagues. I think if I were a Melvin Gordon owner, I might – I might give up, or, or I don't think I'd give up Gurley to get someone like Gordon. Ajayi's fringy for me. I, I, or I, I would give up Gurley. Jeez, oh, this is really hard. I would trade if I'm trying to get Gurley. I would willingly trade someone like Gordon, and I would think hard about Ajayi. But I don't think I would give up Devontae Freeman or Demarco Murray. Probably not. Yeah, if yeah. It, yeah. If you're, I mean, if you're Demarco Murray is taking his spot in the top five running backs this year. Yeah, uh, he's with been the way awesome. He's producing, we're we're so. going to get into, yeah. into how good he's been. Yeah, there's a load of running back talk that we have today to uh, get into here. But uh, yeah, Todd Gurley may be finally time to start selling. But at this point, you're selling low and not getting a lot of profit here. So just kind of wanted to gauge that in, in the running back portion here. But yeah. uh, let's talk about week eight, John. Starting off with Thursday night, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee An Titans. annual treat to get this Titans-Jags game on national television. Every, Always so excited. Every year there's, a, there's just a stellar Thursday night matchup here. I mean, Good-looking uniforms, really good play, yeah. very crisp. Yeah, Really yeah. excited, man. Yeah, especially Blake Bortles coming off a week when he was just so sharp, right? <laughs> he was looking great out there. <laughs> man, uh, the whole offense, just fantastic. Sarcasm level 10 right now because neither Bortles nor, nor Mariota had a great, or had even a good week last week. Mariota kind of had some late turnovers that uh, tip things under his favor both scoring less than 20 fantasy points but good thing we're talking about running backs because we've got DeMarco Murray checks in at 8300 of course the home running back here and then on the other side of, of uh, the ball here we've got a kind of mix it's a weird price distribution in my in my opinion we've got TJ Eldon at 5800 Chris Ivory at 5200 here anybody that you're trying to target if you're playing this Thursday Monday slate uh, I definitely like DeMarco Murray in this case I know he's definitely one of the more expensive guys this week but mm-hmm. you know at the same time Jacksonville's got the 27th uh, DVOA against the run so I mean that's obviously something you're looking for and you know you'll, you'll start Murray against basically anyone at this point or try to try to get him in your lineup so I mean when it, when that matchup is that favorable uh, and he's got 97% of their touches out of their backfield mm-hmm. last week i think that's something that you definitely need to consider if you're excuse me if if you are going to play that thursday monday slate obviously i don't think derrick henry is much of a factor at all i mean Mm -hmm. i think you know you're betting on basically five carries at most at this point i'm I'm clinging to derrick henry in our stake league john just because i think that if anything were to happen to murray or if they want to save murray down the stretch Henry could be a useful playoff asset, but with roster spots in that league being so shallow, I'm having a tough time doing it. He's 4,900 in daily. Even if he was 3,000, I just wouldn't touch him because there's not enough. Yeah, uh, it's just a waste at this yeah, point. Yeah, there's not really enough value there. The Jaguars backs, I mentioned some interesting pricing. Oh, one last thing I want to say on Murray that I forgot to mention earlier, 8,300 is his price. But we've seen the David Johnsons and Le'Veon Bells of the world tip 9,000 and more. It really right. tip the scales when they have a good matchup here. So 8,300 for a top four running back with an excellent matchup is actually reasonable. And you talk in terms of value, uh, you know, po- or price divided by points and whatnot. Right. I think 
you hit you quote unquote hit value with Demarco Murray this week because That's true. because uh, the price isn't as high as a top running back like that could be yeah we've definitely seen that yeah those those plus nine thousand ones where or you really kind of have to get creative with with the rest of your lineup in order to make that work but 8300 that's totally palatable yeah absolutely here now the jacksonville side i met mentioned interesting pricing i'm fully in the camp that chris ivory not only is he better than tj yeldon and he's been kind of getting more carries the the scales have been tipping ever that's not necessarily getting more carries every week but he's getting the skills are kind of turning towards him as if he's going to start to get used more and more yet he finds himself six hundred dollars less i mean do you do you lean ivory here if you want any piece of the jacksonville backfield oh, not, that that's, that, not, not that that's the most wise way to go but it's got to be ivory right yes i would go with ivory 10 times out of 10 over yeldon yeldon's just a guy that i feel like uh, he just gets caught behind the line so many times that mm-hmm. you know like his yards per carry is always going to be uh pretty pretty average at best uh, usually on the bad side of things and and then you know with that ivory starts to get more carries i, I don't really understand this pricing this week where, where ivory is cheaper than yeldon by by that margin i think uh, ivory clearly has more of the upside uh you don't like the fact that that those two guys combined for 14 touches last week out of the backfield you, you know you makes you question uh what the jags are really mm-hmm. trying to get done on offense and if it is worth i mean even if ivory is the top back there is that situation good enough to where he's worth rostering yeah, I mean, probably not in daily formats here. I just I don't necessarily want to go out of my way to play the Thursday slate just so I can get Ivory in there. Yeah, <laughs> last week Ivory five carries for forty eight yards, but that was really bolstered by a single forty two yard run. Okay, otherwise you've got four carries for six yards. You take that one away if there's a hold or something there, you know. So it's not and Ivory more usage out of the backfield. Two catches on four targets, just three yards. Yelled in one catch for four yards. So I mean, this whole Jacksonville situation probably one to avoid if you are inclined to use a Jags back it's probably going to be ivory here but let's get into the main slate here we'll talk thursday through monday kind of do a position by position or not position by position but tier by tier breakdown of all the backs and their salaries quick reminder terrence west and the ravens on a buy todd Gurley and the and the rams on a buy jay ajayi and the dolphins on a buy rashad jennings and company and the giants are on a buy Le'Veon bell and the steelers on a buy and the san francisco 49ers and their who knows what's going on there with the Carlos Hyde injury mm-hmm. and the Sean Drone, Dewan Harris, Mike Davis combo. All those guys are on a buy, so thankfully you don't have to mess with that situation right. this week here. Uh, so that leaves, if you count out, say you're just playing a Sunday-only standard slate, if you count out the Thursday game, Monday game, and the London game, you're looking at a 10-game slate. Hmm, so it's um, pretty thin. It's a, it's a little thin, but it, it it makes it a little bit easier to do the research. It's a, it's a nice balance between like the two game Monday Thursday slate or like the four game afternoon slate, right. and then the full head on Thursday through Monday. So ten games is very manageable, I think, in my opinion, if you're doing your DFS research here. But let's start at the top of the running back list. We mentioned before when touting Demarco Murray. There's not a single individual running back that is priced over nine thousand this week just not happening the highest kind of jumps down to our second tier where david johnson and deservedly so uh highest price back at 8700 he has to go to carolina here i mean panthers defense not what we thought it would be to start the year and david johnson showing he's pretty matchup proof because he had almost 25 fantasy points in ppr formats against uh the seahawks last week in in that dreadful woeful sunday night performance (laughs) here that's another conversation and he was like 
two and a half inches from getting 30 fantasy points because he just missed that touchdown. His foot went out of bounds before he was able to reach the ball across the pylon. Correctly called after review, you can see that. So, And that's against the Seahawks, who are so well regarded in their run defense. So even if the Panthers are were the 2015 Panthers, there's still a case to be made for David Johnson here, isn't there? I do think so, and I, I like the price break you're getting here. I mean, th- this is a case where, yes, the Panthers have really kind of struggled to get off the mat to you know kind of prove that they don't have the Super Bowl hangover so far this year. But uh, one thing they have been able to do reasonably well is stop the run, uh, you know, mm-hmm. When when you still have Luke Keekley uh, at the at the middle linebacker spot, you you should be able to at least slow down the opposition's rushing attack. I think they rank uh, six in DVOA as far as stopping the run is concerned. Um, but I just think that that David Johnson. Uh, He's a guy that's going to produce. He's going to get over 100 total yards every single week. He's probably going to find the end zone at least once. So you really just kind of have to have to weigh it out for yourself and see if 8,700 uh, is worth it. But I, I know that our optimizer has him as the top back by by a decent bid, and mm-hmm. you know I I think I agree with that. I think he is yeah. RB one this week. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean the volumes there. Andre Ellington's going to take away a max of like two to three touches per game, right? And it's a, and he's also game flow proof because if they're ahead, they're going to pound the ball to him running the ball. If they're behind, he stays in his. Pass blocking has improved so much this year. David Johnson stays in and uh, oftentimes gets screen passes out of the backfield. FanDuel half-point PPR, so that becomes pretty useful here. And, I mean, the Carolina Panthers, I wouldn't be too scared off. They're giving up just 3.3 yards per carry. That's a pretty telling statistic. Only the Seahawks, the Jets, and the Packers are giving up that or less this year. But, of course, we saw what David Johnson did to the Seahawks to single-handedly bring up that number. Right. Okay, I mean, maybe not not so much an average. I think volume. He had over 100 yards, but didn't he have, I don't know, 25 to 30 carries? Something, something like in that, that range. Something in that range here. But, yeah, that, so the Panthers, solid against the run. That doesn't necessarily mean fade David Johnson completely here. Another interesting back in this tier, at, priced at 8500 is Ezekiel Elliott at home against the Eagles. Now, he's had some time to rest because the Cowboys are coming off a bye. How do you like him on Sunday? I definitely like him. I'm definitely not like overly afraid of the Philadelphia run defense. I mean, they're they're around the middle of the pack. Uh, they just held Minnesota to 3.6 yards per carry, but, I mean, that's a trio of running backs that I mean, you know, really... It's a gimpy Jarek McKinnon. He had that ankle injury, and then mm-hmm. you're talking Matt, Matt Asiata. So. so not a whole lot there. I mean, Zeke is leaps and bounds better than all of them combined. So, I mean... Zeke's gonna be fresh coming off the bye week. I mean, he's he's starting to get you know like that twenty carries a game that they you know you see it every week when he when he gashes a twenty yard run. He just says keep feeding me the ball, and they do. So I mean that that's a guy that you definitely have to consider this week. Yeah. Absolutely, we're not seeing those gross goal line vultures anymore. Finally, thank God that he's getting his <laughs> yeah. uh, he's getting his touches there. So so I guess the question comes: you probably don't have enough money in your budget to use them both. You got to pick David Johnson. Or Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, do you have a preference there, or is it kind of a toss-up? I probably, I probably lean David Johnson. Uh, I mean, I know that matchup is a little bit tougher, but I think that his role is is just so. Uh, massive in that offense he just gets such a high volume of the touches uh, both just as a runner and and you know he's such a factor out of the backfield so I yeah. think that he's you know he like I said he is RB1 I know you're gonna have to get creative with with you know fitting him in salary wise but uh, I think it's totally worth it yeah I, I would have to agree with you there it's an edge but only a slight edge I think FanDuel has their pricing in this department spot on this week the only other running back we have above 8,000 is DeMarco Murray who we already discussed at 8,300 
200. Uh, of course, great play if you're playing the Thursday through Sunday slate. I almost like him the most out of the top tier if you're playing that slate. But again, not the most common slate. So if it's a Sunday only slate, he's out of the mix. Right. Jumping to the third tier, we're looking at backs in the 75 to $7,900 range. Uh, the first one right off the bat is Christine Michael at 7800 He is at New Orleans, and the fun part here about the Saints is they happen to be giving up over 25 points per game to running backs. They've given up 10 touchdowns on the ground this year. That is just as much as the 49ers, who happen to be on a bye. The three worst teams against the run in terms of standard fantasy scoring are the Saints, the 49ers, and the Steelers. The 49ers and the Steelers are both on a bye, so that leaves the Saints as the best matchup to pick on this week. Are you going after that matchup and starting Christine Michael, John. Yeah, that that is super interesting to me. You know, he's checking in at 7,800, but, you know, I, I could see where he gets close to equaling a guy like Zeke this week, you know, mm-hmm. because, I mean, Michael... He's he's just like the clear number one back the, uh, these days. He had 83% of the touches out of their backfield last weekend. So, I mean, you love that market share, and that's, you know, like a, a big thing that you have to consider uh, when, when you're making your lineups is, is how many touches is he going to get. And he's, mm-hmm. you know, clearly the guy, and New Orleans is terrible. We love, like, ripping on New Orleans on this show mm-hmm. as far as uh, they're, like, picking on them, picking running backs to go against them because, yeah. I mean, they, they haven't shown that they can stop anybody yet. Yeah, aside from the Browns, we might be getting on the Saints uh, just about the most, and rightfully so. They just they haven't stopped anyone. They get behind, and, and they're able to stay in games, but, you know, when they get behind, other teams going to run the ball even more. That helps the most. I mean, talk right. about the carry breakdown last week. Christine Michael, 16 for 52. Only 3.3 against the car- or yards per carry, but that was against the Cardinals. Right. Very, very That'll tough happen. matchup. He'll get he'll let loose this week. I like the fact that we only saw one carry piece from Alex Collins, C.J. Proceis, and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's still a little bit gimpy, I think. They're not really sure. giving him designed runs. I think Christine Michael's ceiling is at its highest when Russell Wilson is a threat to actually keep the ball on his own read because that'll open up more lanes and that forces opposing defenses to occupy Russell Wilson with the man. Sure. That being said, I still think Christine Michael has a huge week this week. Uh, in all my preliminary lineups I sketch out, I always do the uh, – I do the as soon as we get the invite to the Rotowire FanDuel Challenge, I do that like immediately on Monday. Mm-hmm. And then I, go, I always go back and change it, but I like to see where my gut instinct at the beginning of the week is compared to my gut instinct on Sunday morning and how the news all plays out right now my two backs in that lineup are are christine michael and spencer Ware. uh we'll get to Ware a little bit down the stretch but both of us like christine michael this week i think that's a pretty safe bet absolutely the only other back here above the 7500 dollar range is Lashawn mccoy at buffalo i mean we all know what Lashawn mccoy can do when healthy but this is a very dicey play given his hamstring situation, correct? Yeah, that, that, you know, he's the only guy that we've mentioned in this grouping that has any sort of health concern at the moment, and I think that, mm-hmm. that, that effectively just takes him off the table for me. Yeah, I mean, just hypothetically, LaShawn McCoy would probably have to be almost, I don't know, two thousand dollars less like in the 6500 range for me to really consider using him i just the health concern is too much and we really a lot of owners got burned by that in season long you probably shouldn't have been going after him in daily last week given uh, the whole circumstances leading up to game time i mean hey you're assembling your lineups on FanDuel. you see those little orange blurbs that comes directly from us here at rotowire that that, that's all us here so uh and we're here from way before the London game till after the Sunday night game. So we're going to be on it getting you the latest news there. So that's always something to watch out for. But LaShawn McCoy, uh, big-time fade candidate this week. That leaves Christine Michael as the only one in that tier that I'm really looking at seriously using. Uh, we'll jump down 
to the 7 to 7500 tier in just a moment. Fantasy football fans have all the victory every Sunday. FanDuel offers fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests start at one or at every single week so there are no busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team and watch your score real time. New this year is an upgraded experience. Get even more contest variety. Try beginner contests for new players only. Settle a score with a friend in a head-to-head contest. Try a 50-50 contest where the top half wins cash or play in larger tournaments for even more more excitement. I know I like to go for life-changing amounts of money every single week. Even if I did win life-changing money, I'd still be here on this podcast with you guys here. You can play for just $1, uh, so there are choices for every budget. John, last week was decent for me on FanDuel. I I scored enough points for cash games, but not quite enough for life-changing amounts of cash. Any of your gut feelings come through on FanDuel this week? As far as receivers were concerned, I was pretty happy with, with uh, my combo of, of Julio Jones and, and Michael Crabtree. I felt that that worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, no A.J. Green? No A.J. Green, unfortunately. Usually I do have some A.J. Green, but but not this mm-hmm. time around. Uh, and also, uh, LeGarrette Blount, uh, that worked yep. out ex- extremely well. You know, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, the Steelers really have been, you know, I think they're generally thought of as a team that always just has a good defense but mm-hmm. you know it's just not necessarily the case this yeah. year so they they are giving up a lot of points to opposing running backs and that's something that definitely worked out in my favor how about yourself yeah I mean uh, AJ Green was uh, the, the big one for me I had him in almost all my lineups I also had Jacquez Rogers all over the place I thought he was a tremendous value against the 49ers last yes. week he was the chalkiest play of the week but sometimes they're the chalkiest play of the week for a reason here. right and also uh, AJ Green being uh, the benzene DFS lock of the week I I couldn't stray away from him too no, much. Not. We got we we got benzene in on Sundays, and he is a DFS savant. I don't know what it is. It's just a <laughs> it's, it's just wild. a mystery. Yeah, it is wild. Absolutely a very mysterious thing. Your Legarrette Blunt does get a little bit tougher matchup against Buffalo this week, which we'll discuss in a second. But real quick, FanDuel would like to remind you to have all the fantasy football has to offer. Once again, FanDuel be sports rich. John, we're moving on to the next tier, 7,000 to 7,400. Starting off with the guy I alluded to earlier, Spencer Ware at 7,400 at Indianapolis. So Spencer Ware, he gets an indoor matchup here against the Colts defense that has been kind of torn apart a little bit by running backs on occasion. But I feel like from watching the Colts this year, they're most susceptible to running backs that are a big threat to catch the ball out of the backfield. And that's been Spencer Ware this year. I mean, now there's always going to be a concern about what's going on with Jamal Charles. I know he had that knee inflammation last week here. But uh, regardless, in my preliminary lineup, I mentioned I'm going Spencer Ware. Is he someone that you're considering this week? It's interesting that you bring up that the the more versatile backs tend to give Indianapolis more pro- more problems. I think that that definitely plays to, to Ware's advantage. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Either way you look at this, I mean, even if they just hand him the ball the whole time, uh, Indianapolis ranks 32nd in, D- in rushing DVOA and 29th in, in passing DVOA. So, I mean, they are, they're they bad pretty much any way you slice it on defense. So, I mean, this is about as favorable of a matchup on, on a fast track as you're going to see. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I look back all the way to early in the season, Theo Riddick gave them a hard time. Lamar Miller gave them fits. Oh, I yeah. think someone like Spencer Ware, who has a decent amount of momentum after last week and should still, I mean, the Chiefs, let's let's get real here. We need to we need to start thinking about conserving Jamal Charles for the playoffs here. They're gonna stay cautious with him. 
if it swells up too much, I mean, why why would you play him? Because that just there's no you, need. You you, you play him that mm-hmm. you have a good running back yeah. to to just use for right now. Exactly. You play him with a swelled up knee. Best case scenario, he's got to have arthroscopic cleanup procedure in a couple of weeks. You know, that's yeah. just I, I I would just back off on Jamal Jamal Charles. I am very worried if I am a Charles owner, but uh, for your Spencer Ware owners, I think uh, you're all in. And I know his price climbed up another four hundred dollars. It was just seven thousand last week, but the matchup, the Charles situation. If you can afford it, you know, I'll, I'll get to this in a sec, but I found a way to get Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Spencer Ware, and Christine Michael into a lineup. Granted, I had to make some sacrifices in the kicker defense and use Travis Kelsey and a couple cheap uh, receiving and tight end options here. Uh, but that being said, it's possible to really stack up your lineup if you use a guy like Ware here. But let's, uh, let's keep moving down the list, John. Lamar Miller, been a beast this year, mostly because of the volume. Dealing with a minor shoulder injury, but he checks in at just 7,400 against the Lions. Uh, on paper, it's a matchup that you want to use, but probably a situation you want to watch to see his practice time this week, correct? Right. You're going you're gonna to want to make sure that, that you know everything's in check with him. I mean, it can be a situation where, where maybe they sit him out on Wednesday and then, and then he's back mm-hmm. in practice Thursday or something. It, it, from everything that I saw on Twitter last night, it didn't sound like it was anything overly serious. I hope that uh, remains the case. And if it does, then, you know, hey, you have a nice matchup going against Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, and, I mean, Alfred Blue becomes a DFS yeah. target if any kind of setback is reported for Lamar Miller. That's the tough part about doing this pod on Tuesdays, five days, six days before lineup lock here, unless you're doing the Thursday slate. That's the tough part. We don't know exactly. We can just give you a heads up now. Watch yeah. Lamar put Miller's practice status because if he goes down, Alfred Blue all of a sudden becomes the ticket against Detroit here. He's just 4500 Alfred Blue minimum price. If Lamar Miller, for whatever reason, is ruled out, Alfred Blue becomes the chalkiest play on FanDuel. All yeah, week. he becomes you know Rogers two point from last mm-hmm. week, and you know I think if last night kind of taught us anything, it's that Houston should avoid throwing the ball at pretty much all costs. So mm-hmm. you know it, if Miller's in, then I I, I imagine he'll get a, a pretty nice workload. And if Blue uh, checks in as the starter, then obviously he he becomes like a, mm-hmm. a huge asset this week. Yeah, I mean, real quick side note, I'm going to give Osweiler a pass for last night because it is Denver after all. I and, and some of those turnovers on drives that he was leading, like the Alfred Blue fumble, for example, not necessarily Osweiler's fault. Osweiler, I know we talked about quarterbacks yesterday. I'm going to throw a quick uh, another one in today. The Lions give up the most points to fantasy, fa- most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks more than any other team. So I actually think Osweiler could serve as a decent GPP play with everybody off him this week after the Denver thing. Fair enough. I, I, he's got DeAndre Hopkins. He's got Lamar Miller if he's healthy. And remember, a dump off to Lamar Miller, as long as it's in front of Osweiler, still counts as an Osweiler touchdown pass. This is true. I do. uh, So, yeah. I mean, he had like 3.1 yards per attempt last night. I I mean, mean, that's just like so... It's so, so, so bad. But again, Denver Broncos, I'm going to give him a pass. I might be alone in that. I hope to win life-changing amounts of money with Brock Osweiler in my GPP next week here. (laughs) In my $1 GPP. Come on, Brock. Come on, Brock. Uh, We will see about that. Uh, Again, moving down the list here to Matt Forte, 7,300. Everyone was about to write him off, but then he had a 100-yard game against Cleveland. However, it did take him 33 carries to do so. I'm sorry, he had a 100-yard game against Baltimore. He has Cleveland this week. It took Forte 33 carries to get there, but it still looks like he's the main back. And given Cleveland's struggles, even though they've got 
Xavier Cooper back. They gave up big games to Gio Bernard and, more importantly, Jeremy Hill last week. Forte possibly in consideration. Is he changing your mind, or are you going to take that uh, take that yards per carry and be like, you know, maybe not so much? I just have a hard time getting excited about this one, even though it is, you know, going against a, a Cleveland team that, you know, can definitely uh, be fantasy-friendly to, to opposing running backs. I just don't think that Forte, I mean, like you said, he had the. It took him thirty some odd carries to to reach the the century mark. I think that's you know that tells you that the burst is just sort of not there on a regular basis right now. And you know it's understandable. It's not like a, I'm really trying to hate on Matt Forte, but uh, I just I don't think if I'm looking for a running back in this tier, even with that matchup, it's still something that's not particularly appealing to me. Mm-hmm. All right. So lastly in this tier, Melvin Gordon, seventy two hundred. He is the league's leader in touchdowns, scored more touchdowns than anyone else in the league, gets the Broncos for the second time in three weeks. Tough going, right? Because last time he had the Broncos at home, he ended up carrying the ball 27 times for 94 yards and a score, uh, no receptions in this one. But his price is all the way up to 7,200. Even if he replicates that stat line exactly, it's 15 fantasy points for $7,200. That's not that's not hitting value for me. No. And it's also dependent on someone who is yards per carry this season. I mean, let's just I just want to go back and check this. 3.3 yards per carry on the season. Uh, I, I don't think that at 7,200 he can hit value. So personally, I'm fading him. Are you in that kind of camp as well? Yeah, I'm, you know, I think we, we both sang, sang the praises of the Denver defense enough to where you, know, mm-hmm. you, you, you definitely have to be worried about Gordon's ability to, to find running room against Denver right now. Yeah, and I mean... Completely honest, Denver is not as formidable against the run as they are against the pass because, right. you know, a great pass rush, all that means is you're going to run pass draws and, and screens and stuff sure. like that. And and all your best defensive players are your safeties and your corners. So we'll see what kind of role they play in the run game. So Denver can get beat up, not beat up, but uh, they can get caught by opposing backs once in a while here. I just think at the 7200 price tag, it's not good enough to convince me to jump on the Lamar Miller train here. Tier 5, John, 65 to $6,900. I guess this is technically Tier 4. We bump all these up because there's no one above 9000 this week. Right. But we start off with a very intriguing option in Devontae Freeman. He's 6900 He gets Green Bay at home. Tevin Coleman seems like he's heading towards a doubtful status with a hamstring injury here. Right. Does that thrust Devontae Freeman into your lineups? It, it seriously might, but I mean, the, the Green Bay defense has been so stout against the run. Uh, I haven't seen where they rank uh, at the moment, but you know, for a while, you know, we were talking about how historically good they were to start the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still very solid, obviously. You know, near the top of the league in pretty much any sort of run defense category. So. <clears throat> It definitely like gives you a reason for pause, but then he's only at sixty nine hundred, and if he gets you know a hundred percent of that market share out of the backfield, you know you're getting you're catching passes, you're you're running it. So, I mean, that, I think he's definitely worth a flyer. You know, maybe maybe it's a little bit contrarian to go against Green Bay, but mm-hmm. you know if Coleman's out, then then I don't see yeah. why not. Yeah, I mean Freeman's price had been creeping. To, I mean. Freeman and Coleman, their prices had been getting closer and closer together. But throw Freeman out of the mix, and you're getting a $75,000, $8,000 player at just 6900 The Packers, 3.1 yards per carry allowed. That is the best in the league. One touchdown allowed on the ground this year. That is tied for the best in the league. Actually, you know what? 
I think that is the best in the league. I don't see anyone else with just one touchdown allowed. 71.8 rushing yards allowed per game, but Freeman will hit you out of the backfield catching passes, not necessarily as much right. in the run game. That's kind of more Tevin Coleman's gig, although Freeman might get those carries now. So I do think Freeman is a viable play against Green Bay. Uh, I mean, if you can't, if you don't have enough money to stack your lineup with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones this week, Freeman's a great way to get some exposure to that Green Bay Atlanta game, which at 53.5 is the highest over under on the entire like slate that. here. Let's keep moving down the list. CJ Anderson, 6,700 against San Diego. I got to imagine he's in consideration. Doug Martin, 6,600 against Oakland, but he's probably not going to play with that hamstring injury. In comes Jacquez Rogers, 6,600 against Oakland. His price rose, rises a grand this week. But he needs to be considered. LeGarrette Blunt, we remembered, 6,600 at Buffalo. I mean, uh, the Patriots like to get ahead and, and just pound teams with LeGarrette Blunt here. But he is facing a much tougher challenge than, than last week. The Steelers have a pretty atrocious run defense. And then Jeremy Hill coming off a pretty big game, 6,500, home against Washington. Anybody else you like in that tier after Freeman? Well, the problem with C.J. Anderson is didn't he uh... – didn't he have less snaps last night than Devontae Booker? Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is, we talked about this heavily on the Waiver Wire podcast where we highly advocated picking up Devontae Booker in, in any way possible because he's going to be the playoff type back. Eric and I proclaimed him the David Johnson of 2016, and okay. uh, that, that could be uh, quite tall yet. I guess we'll see how that goes. The breakdown from last night, C.J. Anderson, 16 carries, 107 yards, and a score. Devontae Booker, 17 carries, 83 yards, and a score. So C.J. Anderson actually might have held on to at least the timeshare. He might have played his way to the point where they can keep a timeshare for another week. We'll see how long that holds up. Uh, if this continues, then uh, things are going to get tough. But I, I am be a more interested fan. in using Booker this week, probably. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I think both of them can probably have fine days going against the San Diego defense. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's a little bit scary now that Joe, we've seen what Joey Bosa can do. It's pretty unreal. But um, mm-hmm. I, I still think that they're they're not like uh, terrifying against the run exactly. by any means. And also, the last time C.J. Anderson played the Chargers this year, ten carries for thirty-seven yards, four catches for thirty-four yards, zero touchdowns in either department so i think i don't know if that's enough to make me use booker just yet but it is enough to make me fade anderson uh, yes okay so let's uh, run down some other notables ty montgomery of the green bay packers he is now running back eligible 6400 at atlanta here i mean he's got to be someone that you consider using maybe I, I i don't know i think rogers in the dink and dunk game in the highest over under that's a decent way to get there uh we'll kind of discuss that maybe hint hint at the end mike Gillisley's real cheap i think he's five thousand against the patriots if we get the real picture on the sean mccoy this week then mike Gillisley becomes you know there's a lot of if if and then scenarios between absolutely with, with, with lamar miller to alfred blue with Lashawn mccoy to mike Gillisley. you know definitely we're checking out the practice reports and uh tuning into uh rotowire.com sunday mornings we'll get you everything you need to know Right. Devontae Booker, who we mentioned, 5,600. He's cheap if you uh, want to risk it in GPPs. Also, Matt Asiata, 5,600. He's potentially worth a look if Jarek McKinnon's ankle injury is an issue. He plays on the Monday night slate, so keep an eye on that. John, we got some chalk plays here. Uh, I'm going to give our chalk plays and our GPP plays before the show is over. Who you're starting with uh, as your chalk play? I think DeMar- DeMarco's got to be my guy. You know, obviously you got to play play the Thursday slate to get that, and I think he'll he'll have like a pretty high ownership percentage. In- uh, you know, if you're playing that slate, but at the same time, I think the matchup is so favorable and his his role and, you know, 
I, I think it's been great to see his resurgence. I think it's been one of my favorite sort of like fantasy storylines of mm-hmm. this entire season, is, you know, because he was so lost last year and, you know, just a year removed from an amazing season. So this has been pretty cool to watch, and I think that he's going to be able to shred up uh, the Jaguars pretty good on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, I'll give him a pass for the Chip Kelly years. I think Chip Kelly's, despite what we thought with fast pace would be fantasy gold, has actually turned into fantasy kryptonite here. So now you give mm-hmm. DeMarco Murray a fresh start, a relatively decent offensive line, and a quarterback in Mariota that can clear up running lanes for him by being a threat to run himself. Exactly. Then you have DeMarco Murray with another breakout top five running back year. My chalk play, I alluded to it earlier. I'm going Christine Michael, who's going to be indoors at New Orleans, the worst run defense in the league, one of two defenses to give up double-digit scoring. Christine Michael, a back dominating the uh, load of the carries there. And with Russell Wilson, maybe not as mobile, they continue to go with a run-heavy approach. So many factors come into play, and the fact that Christine Michael is only 7,800 and not quite in those top two tiers, that makes me even more likely to use him here. What about for GPPs? You're trying to win life-changing amounts of cash and doing big-time receiver stacks, safe bets. I don't know if you want to get your, your Julio Jones and and, um, and and your A.J. Greens all in there or, wh- or whatever it takes here, but you got to save some cash here. Who are you freeing up, John? I really liked uh, what I saw from your guy Ty Montgomery, you know, get, getting mm-hmm. used as a running back. I'm pumped that he's uh, running back eligible. And, you know, obviously he's only 6,400. Uh, 19 touches last week, 10 of them were receptions. So, I mean, that's just icing on the cake. I think that's just mm-hmm. like, like it, they're using him perfectly right now. I think uh, it's just a, an exciting thing. I think that, uh, you know, he's. He, you know, with with uh, Eddie kind of banged up with the ankle, mm-hmm. it looks like Montgomery's going to kind of be able to to seize the the bulk of the workload yep. there. So yeah, I mean, Eddie's on that. IR. James Starks is still two to three weeks away after that knee cleanup. Right. Uh, I mean, the, the practice squad guy they signed who's slipping my mind right now. He had a Don hand Jackson. Down Jackson. Yep. Um, Nevada man. Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> he had a hand injury in the very first series. And right. Niall Davis has barely been there, I mean, just more than a week, essentially. So uh, overall, I think Ty Montgomery is up for another big week, 6,400, running back eligible. No longer can put him in your receiver slots. I'm going to go a little bit cheaper, go with even more of a wild card from mine. I'm going to go with Chris Thompson, 5,200 at Cincinnati. After Matt Jones fumbled again, he pretty much took over. I mean, Chris Thompson and Matt Jones have had the almost the exact same amount of snaps this year. Eric Couture pointed that out uh, on the waiver wire pod. And uh, in a half-point PPR like FanDuel, I think Chris Thompson has potential in that offense here you know uh especially if jordan reed is out that's just another good pass catching option those targets got to get distributed somewhere some will go to vernon davis but you know maybe a few will get going to the other positions here chris thompson uh it's risky because you're banking on him almost taking over for matt jones this week but chris thompson one of our top running back ads this week on the waiver wire and someone who i think uh you know the this the floor might not be there i'd stay away in cash games but we're talking gpps here and chris thompson might be a good one of course jealously would become my favorite if mccoy's out alfred blue at just 4500 would probably become my favorite if lamar miller were out for whatever reason just want to throw that out there Definitely. so yeah recap one last time demarco murray christine michael chalk plays ty montgomery chris thompson gpp plays before we sign off we have a special offer for new fan users get a free six-month rotowire subscription with 
with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash RotoWire. Not only will you get a free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's over $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to FanDuel.com slash RotoWire to take advantage. If you're already a FanDuel user and still want to check out the site, be sure to go to RotoWire.com slash pod. That's RotoWire.com slash P-O-D for a free 10-day trial. Hey, folks, NBA DFS starts tonight. I know we're going to stay keep it with a football focus on this podcast. Trust me, you don't want to be taking NBA DFS advice from John and I. That being said, we have an excellent lineup optimizer, value reports, so many tools to help you build successful NBA DFS lineups. So there's no better time than now to take advantage of the 10-day trial if you haven't had one before or start out on FanDuel and take use that $10 deposit to go ahead and get yourself six months of free Roto-Wire access, get you a good part of the NBA season and hopefully help you turn that $10 into a whole lot more. Once again, I'm Jake Latarski. You can find me on Twitter at jakeski52. And I'm John McCagney. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny McEx. The Roto-Wire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast will return Wednesday with Paul Bruno and James Seltzer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.